0: Please grab a seat. Good morning. Welcome to worship. We are so grateful that you are here. Before we get going this morning, just a couple of announcements. If you are interested in serving in campus ministry, um, there are a couple different options coming up. The campus ministry coordinators, um, we are taking applications through Monday, March 5th. Uh, If you are interested in applying for and being an AWAKE leader, those applications will be open until March 9th. And if you're at all thinking about um, leading in chapel or Hosanna, those applications will be coming up in the next couple weeks. So just stay tuned for that. Um, and you can find those applications online. We are um, excited this morning because the theology department, through the Bruner Welch Chair and speakers and artists, have invited a professor from Baylor, a professor of theology named Dr. Kimlin Bender, to come and do a lecture tonight. It's 7 p.m. in the the Eric Johnston Science Auditorium. Everybody know where that is? It's over by BJ. Um, It's 7 p.m. tonight, and he is going to be speaking on real faith in a virtual world, Christian discipleship in a digital age, and it's supposed to be just incredible. We invite you to come and hear him lecture tonight. We also have the opportunity this morning to hear a little bit from him, and would you help me welcome this morning Dr. Kimlin Bender? We're so grateful that you're here.
1: Thank you. It is so good to be here at Whitworth, a place that I am so glad to be able to visit this morning and know so many people I care for who teach here, have taught here, and I'm so thankful to be here. Uh, James Edwards was my teacher years ago at another institution when I was sitting where you were, and now I'm standing here in front of you, and I'm going to talk a bit about God's call today. I want to thank everyone at Whitworth who has made this invitation possible for me. I especially want to thank um, your Dean Forrest Buchner uh, for this, uh, this um, opportunity as your campus pastor to come and to speak to you today. So I want to read a passage of scripture with you if, you if I could, and then speak a bit about it. This comes from 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days, and visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And then the Lord called Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you have called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel got up. He went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go down, go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, falling as before Samuel, Samuel and Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that you would bless our time and these few words, that they may not fall to the ground. We ask this in your name. Amen. Imagine a time of great political instability and danger, a time of long ago, a time in which tribes are loosely joined together, little in common but much in common under a common covenant and yet no central leader for them, military dangers all around the Philistines, persecuting them, tormenting them under their hand. Imagine a time of religious pluralism Many peoples around, worshiping many gods, Baal and Ashtaroth and Dagon. Imagine a time of corruption, in which the priesthood itself has become corrupt with Eli's sons. Imagine a time of cynicism, of the most cherished institutions of a day. People looking in time for a political answer, for a king to make them like the nations. And yet God's answer is different in that time. And he calls a boy. This young boy, brought by his mother, a child in gift of promise, lies sleeping in the night. Only a boy, awakened by a voice, mistaken for a different voice. The voice is not loud, It is quiet, and it is one that Samuel himself cannot discern. It's important to remember the calling of Samuel when we read so many other callings in the Bible. Moses at a burning bush, given a specific task. Go into Egypt, do great things, and bring my people out. Isaiah in Isaiah 6, who's given a vision that could never be mistaken. Who will I send, and who will go for me? Isaiah is given a specific task, and he goes. Samuel is a boy. So oftentimes, God's call in our life is a quiet voice that calls us not to a specific thing, but to a faithful presence and waiting. That is where I think so many of you probably are waiting and wondering what is next for you. What will God call me? To, in those moments of life, God calls us. I think to very general things. Samuel could never know as a boy that he would be a judge. He could not know, that he would grow to be a prophet who would rebuke and anoint king. It was all ahead of him. All he could do was give one answer. When God calls us, He calls us to a general openness sometimes, not a specific thing, but an openness to things we don't know, to trust to a future we don't understand. He calls us not always to a specific task, but to a life of many tasks, and many of them may change in life. He calls us to what Kierkegaard called purity of heart, to will one thing. What is that? May your kingdom come, May your will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. May it be to me according to your word. Here I am. Your servant is listening. God may call you. Imagine a time of great political instability. Imagine a time of military dangers. Imagine a time of corruption and cynicism in the institutions around us. Is it really so different? If the times are similar, the God is the same. When he calls you, you will know what to say. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks this day for your word. So long ago to a young boy, which is spoken oftentimes in the quietness of the night, of dorm rooms across this campus and our world. We pray that in the moments of the night that we would remember the words that you call us to say. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Help us to know in those moments what to say. Help us to trust you for a future we do not know. Help us to have faith and hope and love in this age. We ask this in your name. Amen.
0: Thank you, Dr. Bender, for those powerful words. I think there's a myth in the church that um, in order for us to come into a place of worship, that we need to put on our best. Put on your Sunday best used to be a term that was expected, that we dress up for church, that we get our life in order, and then we're welcome to come into the house of God, that we would be worthy But yet, so often, Christ moves into people's lives when they are at their worst. He calls young boys who are not prepared. He moves toward people who are at the end of the rope, who are sick, who are caught up in a life of debauchery or addiction or depression, who are as far away from their best as possible. But somehow, Jesus continues to remind us that when we are at our worst, he is at his best. So as we prepare to come to the table this morning, I'd love for you to reflect and move into a time of confession. To allow God into those dark places in our own spirit. The worst part of ourselves. Allowing him to be at his best. Would you pray with me? Lord God, you come to us, but so often we do not recognize you. You call us, and we ignore you. We don't follow. You command us, and we just don't obey it. So often you bless us, and we do not even thank you for it. So we ask this morning for your forgiveness, and we ask for you to help us. Lord, you accept us with grace and mercy, but so often we do not accept others. You forgive us, but we do not forgive those who have wronged us. You love us, but we do not love our neighbors. Please forgive us and help us, we ask. Lord, you've shown us how to carry out your mission, but we still insist on our own. You identify yourself with the outcast and the needy and the poor, but we do not bother to find out what is happening with them. You suffered and died for the sake of all of us, but we do not give up our comfortable lives. Please forgive us and help us. And hear us now as we silently confess those places in our own spirit, those sins that we've too often hidden from you. In your deep, deep mercy, Lord, we confess all these things to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. John, in his first letter, he wrote this. This is the message we have heard from God and proclaim to you. That God is light, and in God there is no darkness at all. If we walk in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship With him and with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Brothers and sisters in Christ, believe the good, good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, his disciples gathered in the upper room around him And he took bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body broken for you. Take it and eat it. And in the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take this and drink it for it is a sign of the new covenant sealed in my blood. My friends, whenever we eat this bread or drink of this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. These are the gifts of God for us, the people of God. This morning we will take communion by coming down the side aisles. There'll be two stations here in the front and three in the back. There's also an allergen-free option in the back, in the center, if you prefer that. We'd ask for you to tear off a piece of the bread and to dip it in the cup and return to your seat. If this is not your tradition, but you would like a blessing, you can come and find Forrest or I to do that for you here up on my left. with the communion service please come forward? My friends, as you leave this place, be grateful for the reminder that you do not need to be at your best to receive the call of God. He only asks that you be faithful to follow. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and to be grateful to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and bring you deep, deep peace. And all of God's people said together, Amen.